you've probably heard before, if you have two quarterbacks, you have none. Well, in the famous words of Lee Corso, not so fast, my friend. You are locked on Oklahoma State, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma State Cowboys, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, y'all, and hello, all. Welcome back to Locked On Oklahoma State, your daily stop for all things cowboy and cowgirl related. My name is Cody Stovall. I want to thank you kindly for stopping by to make this your first listen here on Locked On Oklahoma State. We are available on every single podcasting platform as well as visually on YouTube. You can find me personally at All Day O State. So, you've always heard this before. If you have two quarterbacks, you have none. I don't agree with that. I don't know that I've ever agreed with that. Maybe it's because I grew up watching a little bit of the Steve Spurrier days, right? We watched, uh, you know, Florida win a national title in 2007 with Chris Leak and Tim Tebow. Even in the NFL, right? You do see some teams that get a, get away with using that two quarterback system. Heck, as an Oklahoma State fan, we went through it, you know, with Clint Shelf and J.W. Walsh. It worked out pretty daggone well for us. We were able to carve out a 10-win season mixed in there as well. So I just, I don't know. I don't know if I buy it. Uh, heck, guys, you remember Sean Gleason, another one of these Gundy, you know, out of the, the woodwork style of hires that we hired away from Princeton. And he was famous at Princeton for using multiple quarterbacks, even in the backfield. So, like, they they do RPO stuff where they'd fake one and then they, they'd fake it to one and then the original quarterback would pass or then they'd, pitch it or fake a pitch and that guy could throw too. I was really excited about having Sean Gleason come to Stillwater and use a multiple quarterback system. And we never saw it. It never happened. The two quarterback system, it can work. Usually it's pretty beneficial when the two quarterbacks offset each other. So you could have like a pocket passing style of guy like uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick with a two, a tongue of Iola, which they did with the Miami dolphins. It does happen. And it does work occasionally, rarely. Yes, I get that. But we've talked ad nauseum about how Garrett Rangel is better than people give him credit for. There's a reason a starter hasn't been named. Yes, it's still Alan Bowman's job to win. Yes, I think Alan Bowman still probably has the head up because seniority, not only that, but the understanding of what to do from an offensive perspective, being as how he's already done the under center thing. He's ran the high flying Texas Tech attack. He's also ran the old school style of approach at Michigan. So I think a lot of that is is going to move everything his way. But Garrett Rangel has been nipping at his heels since day one. Garrett Rangel is Mr. Consistent. Garrett Rangel is Mr. Prove it, really. He's had to prove it because after last season, he caught a lot of gruff this offseason and as much as everybody you know wants to say to the to the public but i don't pay attention to that stuff and this and that and the other they know what's being said they get it their parents definitely understand what's being said it's up to the the student athlete to be able to shake it off and and fight through all that adversity and, and i completely agree and understand that 
But when you're talking about Oklahoma State this season, there's a lot of reasons we should win over 10 games. I've been saying we should be able to win 10 games regardless of who's at quarterback. I've even said we could win over seven games with Gunnar Gundy at quarterback. That's because he's a little underrated as well. This is not just coach speak. Sometimes it is. But they haven't named a starter. And then Mike Gundy has recently said, if two players deserve to play, they'll play. Certainly, there should be a degree of separation at some point in time in the season, whether it's week three or week four or week one. It doesn't really matter. There will be a degree of separation, usually at some point in time. But don't completely limit yourself, especially if you're Mike Gundy. He does have a history of sometimes choosing the wrong guy at quarterback. So if he's coming into this season with an open mentality of this is still an open competition, I think that's good. I mean, heck, we know that all three quarterbacks are going to play in week one, so that's kind of a wash, right? Is that the the dress rehearsal for Arizona State? I don't know. Do we use two quarterbacks for Arizona State? I don't know. But I've even said in Twitter spaces before that I would guess that no matter what happens throughout the course of the season, then Alan Bowman maybe doesn't get over 75% of the, the touches. There are some limitations, right? There's definitely some drawbacks to having a two-quarterback system, one being the consistency and timing with the wide receiver room, another one being the offensive line's cadence, right? They're, they're used to a particular cadence, uh, understanding you know, how to identify certain things defensively in, in conjunction with the offensive line to make sure you're seeing the same thing. This stuff does matter. And then you throw in Gunnar Gundy in the mix, who's left-handed, which means that you know from an opposite even style of, of mind frame, it is different, right? It is considerably different. But it doesn't mean it can't be done. It doesn't mean that you have to, you know, roll with it as a strategic type, type of system because I don't think we have the offset, right? It's not like Garrett Rangel is going to be able to bust out and run a 4-4-4-3-40. Four, 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 has he gotten faster? Yes. Has he put on more weight? Yes. Does he have a better understanding of the offense? Yes. Does he understand the timing on out routes a little bit better than he did last year? Absolutely, yes. Has he worked on his, his mechanics a little bit more another year with Tim Rattay? All the answers to this are yes. And uh, my buddy OT will, will appreciate this, right? He reached out to me one time, and just we, we talked about how people – don't understand what Garrett Rangel brings to the table. They don't pay attention to the fact that he is he is pretty accurate. He knows the difference between when to zing it and when to take a little bit off of it. He's good at identifying things. He's really good with his pocket presence and his awareness. Any Anybody can look bad in a pocket if you ain't got no pocket to be in. Gundy sometimes, in my opinion, uses right the offensive line deficiencies as a little bit of an excuse. But this is not a Spencer Sanders situation. I mean, we don't need him to tuck it and run it for 15 yards. That's what the running backs are for. That's what they're going to be able to do with this offensive line. But that's the biggest part of all this for the O-line. And the perspective there is no matter who's playing quarterback, which is partially why I've said I think we'll win 9-10 games no matter who's playing quarterback, it's not just because of the talent. It's also because of the offensive line. The offensive line depth will be crucial this year. Neither one of these guys are going to take off and run. Gunnar Gundy will. But unless it's an absolute necessity, these guys are going to stand in the pocket and deliver the ball. We know 
Alan Bowman makes some NFL caliber throws on a daily basis. We also know that sometimes tight windows are a little precarious to operate within. It's the opposite for Garrett Rangel. He doesn't exactly, you know, light it up, but he doesn't miss very often. His checkdowns are pretty smooth. He's going through his reads now. His offensive line is giving him time. This is not just motivational coach speak, which does happen sometimes. This is another situation where he legitimately doesn't know where to go. Once again, this should be Alan Bowman's job. This is Alan Bowman's job to, to, to win or lose. He didn't come here from Michigan with this old school style of system that we're implementing to not be the starter. He's been a consummate professional since he's gotten to Oklahoma State. He understands how to read the room. Everybody understands that his maturity and leadership is a benefit. It is a tool. And it's nice to hear and see that the quarterback room, they get along. Is it a competition? Sure. What We've said it before. It's a 1A, 1B type of situation. Now that we're hearing Gundy say it, now that we're hearing some of the players talk about it, I feel it's it's good to hammer this point home. We're better at quarterback than most people are going to give us credit for, and that's fine. Take the haters, take the doubters, uh, give yourself the opportunity to make some money this season because, yeah, I, I think there's going to be um, opportunities to do so. And today, outside of our tonsil sp sponsor title, which is LinkedIn Jobs, make sure you go to LinkedIn Jobs to get squared away with your new hire Right now, we got to bring up my favorite, my guys, bird dogs. Ladies and gentlemen, I am rocking the hat today, the hat that you will get with your next purchase order. I also figured here's the opportunity to whip out some of the shorts. Look at that. They got the baby blue inside boxers. All The material is absolutely crazy. These pants are to die for. Look at that. I'm not a big neon green guy, but the boxers built inside neon green. The feeling is amazing. The look is amazing. The fit is absolutely phenomenal. Here's a more kind of a classic look, right, with the bird dog built into it. Navy boxers, navy pants, white trim. It's like I'm going out looking like Mike Tyson. And then you got the, you got the, the fancy ones, right? Baby blue with the, the peach. Peach boxers built in, and obviously the bees, knees, hat, the best hat in the game. I didn't know if I'd love it. I didn't, it being white, but I absolutely do love it. And right now, with your next order, you can get your hands on this white tech hat. You can walk in them, work in them, swim in them, fight in them, sleep in them, wake up, do it all again in them. Do yourself a favor. Go to birddogs.com slash college. Make sure you enter that promo code college to get the free white tech hat with your next order. Order again, that is birddogs.com slash college. Use the promo code college to get the free white tech hat. We promise you, you won't want to take it off. You will not want to take your bird dogs off because bird dogs is legitimately that daggone good. All right, all right, all right. So you see there in the second segment that we need to talk about today is going to be a recruiting update. I'm sure you guys have seen that there's some uh, there's some names out there. There's some potential 
to get some guys in this class still yet that I'll be darn the number are going to be huge. And we talk about the importance of in-state recruiting. I don't think that you can that you need to look any further than Jaden Nickens. The kid is an absolute stud. It looks to be between Arkansas, OU, and OSU. And he's going to make his decision in two days, which is obviously why we're having this conversation, which is obviously why it's pretty darn important. If you're thinking of the in-state recruiting, Jaden Nickens is the guy that we really need to be going after right now. It's just, it's too hard to think of him going to Arkansas. That's just crazy to me. That one absolutely blows my mind. Uh, From an offensive line standpoint, uh, Ben Jordan stood out quite a bit the other day. Ben Jordan being a six-foot-four 295-pound interior offensive lineman out of Claremore, Oklahoma. Keep your eye on the Zebras this year. I don't know if it'll be a scholarship or if it'll be a PWO type of situation. He's got some smaller school offers, but he really stood out at the camp. He stood out enough for us to potentially take a look at him. But but clearly, right now, Jaden Nickens is kind of the, the cream of the class for us. You could talk about Whit Edwards especially with his you know, dad being a, a former Oklahoma State wrestler. But, you know, the, the dude's just kind of, I don't want to say cool on O-State. I mean, there's a lot left to be done still yet. But that's, uh, yeah, that, that's a guy that I really thought we'd have an inside track on. We might still have that. I'm just not hearing a lot about Oklahoma State when it comes to him. I still very much expect Malake Smith to make a decision. I think this is a good thing to some degree that it's taken a little bit of time, right? At first, maybe I thought the more time that it took, the worse off it was. I wanted him to kind of ride the high of getting the offer and and maybe striking while the, the iron was hot per se. But this is definitely giving him pause. A lot of people assumed that he was going to go to BYU. I think I would be one of those people. But the more and more I got information, he likes what he sees out of Oklahoma State. He fits what we're trying to accomplish. He would be a very, very, very good get. But just in case, right, just in case we we talk about the potential opportunity or prospect, I I guess I should say, of him not coming to Oklahoma State, if, if that does in fact happen, right, and we do not get Milwaukee Smith to come to Stillwater, Oklahoma. Guys, to me, it's absolutely 100% got to be uh, River Warren, right? If you're looking for another quarterback to potentially come out of this, I think River Warren is a very good option. And we know that he did perform pretty daggone well at a camp recently. We do know that his speed is going to be really, really hard for us to at least not take a serious look at. He's progressed as a quarterback, and he's a local Okie product. 
He's got teammates already committed. That helps a little bit as well. But I think a legend journey, logically, we need more help on the defensive line. Six foot two, 250, 255 pounds. Kind of uh, interested to see what he morphs into. And he might be a little undersized, in, according to some people, which is why he's not getting all the looks. You know, I'm a massive fan of Jonathan Agumidu. I think that was a, a huge pickup. Um, you know, Luke Webb's pretty interesting. At 6'3", already almost like 280, 290. He's a legit three-star pro- prospect in Deer Park, Texas. He was a good pickup. But a DT guy, right? He's definitely a defensive tackle style of Duke, just like just like our main man, Armstrong Notum. Big believer in Armstrong Notum. I think he would be a, a big-time addition to this defensive tackle room. If he's able to bring more people into Stillwater with him, that would be great. Uh, Devon Jordan. Everybody kept saying he was an OU lean, OU lean, OU lean. Uh, cornerback, normal cornerback in the state out of Union. This is another situation that maybe the lack of news is good news. Maybe. Maybe the lack of news is good news. Because after the decommit from Will Smith, which I still cannot wrap my head around, because since then he's gotten offers from like North Texas and Indiana. So he definitely de- did not decommit from Oklahoma State because he had a bunch of other gangster stuff out there. It's it's super perplexing to me. Levante Johnson could be a pretty good pickup. We're competing with some other Big 12 schools there. Safety out of uh, North Shore, Houston area. I just, we're pretty loaded at safety. So I don't know that it makes a whole lot of sense to, to scoop this young man up. But you, you never know. From, uh, you know, the offensive line, I think uh, Samisi Tonga still, still a very, very viable option. You cannot underestimate the relationships that we have in the state of Utah. Thank you to Coach Benny Tonga. Y'all know how excited I am about Gunnar Wilson. I think Tamaric Johnson surprised me a little bit. I didn't know we were going to be able to, to swoop him up. Uh, Burgeon Kaiser from Edmund Santa Fe seems to be an OU lean, whatever. Um, one of the guys I really wanted to talk about is Brian Taylor, six foot five, 265 pound defensive lineman out of Blinn College. Guys, if you go look at his highlights, um, there's not much there because he only got to play in like six, seven games before he came up with an injury. One of the reasons that somebody that's six foot five, 270 pounds goes a, a little unnoticed out of high school is probably be because he played all over the place and he actually played primarily on the offensive side of the ball in high school so his talents defensively were found by somebody like a blend Oklahoma State does have a good history with blend we've gotten several guys from blend college to come to Oklahoma State probably my favorite blend alumnus to come to Oklahoma State was probably Alex Elkins right the rugby guy went to blend didn't know anything about football came to Oklahoma State was a, a raw linebacker just playing off of natural tenacity, and he ended up being awesome. I love watching Alice Elkins get it done. But when you're talking about defensive line, and you're talking about guys like Legend Journey not making this, this commitment yet, not making this decision yet, this is a dude who has a lot of small college offers, right? A lot of Utah Techs, um, uh, uh, North Texas's, UTSA's, that type of thing. The only other big boy offer he has is from Utah. 
And now that Utah's in the Big 12, that's why I think this is, uh, yeah, this is a legitimate competition here. But given the proximity, given our success, I think we got a shot here. And I think this is somebody we should go after extremely hard. Brian Taylor. Brian Taylor Jr. is a beast. He's an absolute beast that I think we can get. Malake Smith, Devon Jordan, obviously Witt is, is the one. And if you guys want to talk about that for a second, can somebody help explain to me why we would not get Witt Edwards when his dad was a legacy? I guess it doesn't matter. We got Josh Ford tied in at Stiller High when his dad is a big-time legacy at Baylor. So, I, I mean, maybe I put too much stock there. I know, I know Iowa State. And the Haycock system would be a good fit. I think Houston would be a ridiculous notion. That would be a waste of time, waste of space, waste of hot air. He's very intelligent. So I could see Vandy, KU, K-State causing some stink. All right, I can see that. But the six foot five, 200-pound safety, linebacker, strong safety, corner, running back, wide receiver, tight end, this dude. Got to be a cowboy. Got to be, right? There's no way that we end up without Wood Edwards. I don't know. Crazy stuff has happened. And unfortunately, this could be in that long line of crazy stuff that is uh, foreshadowed to possibly happen. But what you need to do is make sure that you don't miss out on your opportunities to capitalize on the money game. So get yourself hooked up today with some FanDuel. Ladies and gentlemen, FanDuel helps you understand the best ways to bet, whether it be on spreads or player props, over-unders, among a multitude of other things. The football season is almost upon us. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to start earning bonus bets with America's number one sports book, which is, of course, FanDuel.com. So help yourself get started today. Pick any team. Try to get yourself Super Bowl-level money and get these bonus bets that you'll need for your future with FanDuel. So go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn right now to start earning yourself some more dollar-dollar bills. Okay, cool. So, segment number three. Is there more realignment coming? Well, the answer to that is obviously a yes. What what version of it? We don't know. I don't know if you, you can say that's the beauty of it all. You could say that's the crux of it all. But inevitably, there's, there's going to be more to come. Do I still think that the conversation we had months ago that we end up with ACC schools is going to happen? Absolutely. Now, do I still think that we get Miami? Now, I'm, I'm backing off a little bit on that one. But, you know, the ACC is going to be in a bad spot. And you're hearing like Stanford, Possibly going independent. All right. You're here in Stanford, possibly to the big Pac-12. 
all right, or ACC or doing some kind of switch or merger or who knows, Notre Dame, obviously they're getting pushed and pushed and pushed to stay in the, or to jump in the Big Ten. They don't want to. They're not even really listening to the proposition, although I think most of us would agree that it also inevitably needs to happen. It will happen. It should happen. It feels like the right move. The Big Ten's probably going to get Notre Dame at some point in time. So what is Notre Dame hooting and hollering about now? Who knows? But, yeah, I think we definitely end up with some ACC schools. I think we end up with probably three or four. I think the Pitt is a good choice. I think the Louisville is a good choice. I think the NC State's a good choice because I don't know that you can get North Carolina. And outside of that, you could you could mix and match. You could have some fun with it. I think Virginia Tech would fit well. I don't think necessarily Virginia would, which is kind of ironic, but those would be my four. If you can't get Miami, those would be the four I, I would definitely go after. But regardless, again, we talked about yesterday, we're, we're shifting towards this Mega 3 thing. A lot of people thought it would be Mega 2. I just, there's too much meat still on the bone for these TV networks to not make money. You're not just going to cut it off at the top, top 34 teams in the country because then your Oklahoma State and your Texas Techs, they don't get to bring in the money, right? Utah, you could throw into this, this equation. Colorado, they're going to capitalize off the Dion stuff. There's going to be schools out there that are worth the eyeballs. It just, it is what it is. That's why I don't think Mega 2 is ever going to be a thing. I think Mega 3 is still in play. And I, I still think that's the direction it goes. But anybody who... That's all we're going to have for this one right here. All right, y'all. You know I love you. God bless. Go Pokes. And as always, I want to thank you very much for tuning in to make this your first listen. We know that you could be anywhere, so I'm greatly appreciative that you choose to be here. All right, y'all. Later, taters.